Welcome to GMG's Two Old Bloggers. Riley Reef has been cut and the dominoes start to fall. Who's next? Hey everybody, it's Dave here. And guess what? It's Dave and Darren, it's Two Old Bloggers, and we're back. I'm finally back from visiting my grandchildren. And everything aligned just right. The moon, the stars, the sun, everything, including a blizzard here in Denver. So, how you doing, Darren? Doing great, Dave. We got some snow here, too. Skull Raymond, first one to comment. So, <laughs> I wanted to... I wanted to. I wanted to acknowledge that. I got to get my seat right, though. I'm oh. trying to figure out where I'm going here. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Got it. Got it straightened out. But yeah, no, doing well. I uh, got a dump of snow. Uh, not as much as you guys got in Denver, but uh, had to go out shoveling this morning, and I was a little bit pissed about that. But um, otherwise, ready to talk Vikings. Cool, and we've got a lot to talk about. But as I build this show. We're talking about the dominoes starting to fall because mm -hmm. Riley Reef was cut, and we sort of expected that because they need the space. Um, but Riley Reef was cut. Now that's going to open up a hole, obviously, at left tackle. Question is, how do the Vikings fill it? Hey there, Drew. Drew, baby. Drew, baby. Drew, watching in. How do the how do the Vikings uh, fill it? I we talked uh, a few probably a month ago about the Reef situation and what the options were and what the likelihood was that he was going to be sticking around. Uh, I can't even remember what I fucking said about that, but I, th <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I think we thought he was a goner. Uh, mm -hmm. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't be because I thought he played pretty well last year. Uh, steady guy, not a superstar. He's not like Tyron Smith, mm -hmm. but uh, he's better than. Uh, um, Mike Remmers or some other people we've rolled out at tackle at various times in the past Zimmer years. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, saves about just under 12 million in cap space, which we needed. And I think now we're like at just around 9 million. I can uh, tell um, you exactly. As of awesome. this morning, we are 9,363,584 million of cap room. Now you got to throw about Five million ish for rookies leaves us, you know, four ish for signings. Is that enough? Oh no! If the Vikings don't want to sign anybody, it's enough. But <laughs> uh, but uh, I think we we feel I think Jerome Viking Jerome is back in it. But I guess back to the original question is what the Vikings are going to do to fill that hole. Unfortunately, we've got into this situation now where it's again like the old every uh, you know. It leaves a hole in the lots of questions along the Vikings offensive line. And we got the end, uh, which uh, we call in Vikings land these days, Sunday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because it's like, that's what the way it is every, every year, every day with the Vikings. But it's, uh, you know, Reef wasn't Ron Yari. He wasn't Gary Zimmerman. I don't even think he was Todd Stuzzi. But again, uh, he played well last year, I felt. He was uh, a very, uh, yeah, his best season. He was a. Uh, Best season statistically, uh, a guy who's pretty durable. He, you know, he goes out there and plays all the time. And we know that offensive line is probably like the highest. I would say it's got the highest ratio of injuries all, of any unit. Like it just seems like offensive linemen are always dropping like flies. So if you got a guy who can play through it, uh, that's that's valuable if he's solid. How do we fix it? Well, 
there's a few options in-house and I don't know if anybody likes any of them. <laughs> it's it, one of them, which I know that none of us in our circle like is moving O'Neill over to left tackle and kicking Cleveland to right tackle. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that. I like, you know, O'Neill's been playing right tackle and doing it well for three seasons. Don't want to screw him up and move him to another spot. Doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but people who know football, uh, and no offensive line like yourself and others say it is a very big deal to go from one side to the other. Doesn't well, necessarily. He did play. I mean, in college he played tight end, and then he played left tackle, right for yeah. I think a season. So he could do that. And tight end are more ambidextrous than most because they're they're brought up playing on both sides of the line. He could yeah. make the transition. Now the question is: Is that the smartest move? And we did happen to draft somebody. Last year at left tackle, and of yep. course, the brain trust threw him at right guard. <clears throat> Anyways, he could move over, he being Ezra Cleveland. And another reason not to move O'Neill over is a financial one if the Vikings want to be pence pennies. Brian O'Neill's coming up on extension time period, right? Mm-hmm. He's going yeah. to need one, and he's going to get one. He he deserves one. But right tackle money versus left tackle money is a lot different. Uh, a left tackle is going to get a few more per year than a right tackle would. That may be part of their thinking to keep O'Neill on the right side and try Cleveland on the left. But there are other options out there, and we may see them. Do you know any of them? I've been sticking with the in-house stuff, Dave, just with our, because uh, Anthony's talking about Orlando Brown Jr., which we're going to talk about, I guess, maybe now. Uh, but uh, but uh, really, I think, keep O'Neal where he is. I think, you know, my option right now would be with the Vikings having so many holes uh, and not a lot of cap space to sign anybody in free agency of, of, of note, uh, at least at this point. There's still some moves that could be made that could change that but you know, i I'd, I'd like to see them give a shot at a maybe resign rashad hill as you're you know get it maybe resign him if he's willing a little bit more but then you've got a little bit of flexibility because he can play both tackle positions but now, look at putting did you know though when um if you take and break down rashad hills left and right tackle spots right Give him his grades for his right spot and his left spot. Which does he play better? Left tackle. He plays left tackle better. He actually does decent. That wonderful word Drew will love so much. Decent (laughs) at left tackle. Um, He plays left tackle better than he does right tackle. So that is a possibility. The question is, how much money will re-signing Hill cost? Especially in a market where... There are some free agent tackles out there, but there's also a couple that sign for good money. 
Yeah, well, like Daryl Williams came off the market here uh, just the other day. He was somebody that I was interested in, but I didn't think that we'd have the the the, the scratch to sign him. Uh, anyway, he resigned back in Buffalo. Which, you know, why wouldn't you if if the you know things seem to be on the upswing there? And you just went to the AFC Championship game, and you've got Josh Allen, you got Diggs, and all this other stuff. Like, why would you go somewhere else? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so he's off the market. Uh, but I. I don't know. I'm kind of a conservative guy on this kind of thing. I'd like them to try Ezra Cleveland. Hey, second round guy. You draft. He had left tackle all his college career. Uh, he played right, you know, at guard last year, but it was only for like half of the rookie season. Well, I guess he was there the whole season. He just didn't play in, right. in a regular season like game. Or whatever it was. So I don't think he's going to get like amnesia and forget how to play left tackle all of a sudden. I'd want to try him there. I'd try to re-sign Rashad Hill. How much is that going to take? I don't know. What's what's Hill's market going to be? If you're Hill, I think it's like yeah, if he's valued at three or four million, but that could go up. So and that yeah, that eats up that rest of that cap space we've just made. Yeah, yeah, and I did, if you're Hill and you've been playing little itsy bitsy bit with the Vikings, but doing a pretty decent job, you know that film has been out there for two or three years for other teams. Everybody's got tackle needs in the NFL, so why don't you just? Uh, if I'm him, I'm kind of looking at, okay, I'm going to make more money and get more playing time somewhere else, or do I come back to the Vikings where I don't have anything promised to me for a little bit more money? I just think that it. it I think it. it We'll see. Uh, Hill has re-signed back here a couple of times now on, on one-year deals. Maybe he just likes it here, although it seems not many people do these days. I just like the – I just think that, like, the right now, if you don't make a trade for somebody we're going to talk about in, like, a minute, yep. like, then it makes sense to go Cleveland at left tackle, keep O'Neill at right tackle, and then, of course, Possibly shit, you got to figure out – as suggested by Anthony. Um, yeah. Put in there. Maybe – yeah, but then of course you've got. What are you going to do with the guards? Now you've got two guard positions you got to find starters right, got for. Two holes. And yeah. But you either had a hole at guard and a hole at left tackle, or you've got uh, you know two holes at guard. Right. And there are some guards available in free agency because, like everybody else, over half the league had to get under the cap, so a lot of veterans have been cut. And you might be able to get a decent one at a decent price. Um, I want to get Joe, Viking Jerome Joe Tumi not being one of them. Dozier and Samia, you're not going to save a whole lot of money there. Dozier, you might save a little bit, but not Samia because he's still on his rookie contract. Um, well, I talked about on the, the uh, Drew was just talking question yeah. about the guards stuff, and I think like everybody wants Joe. Joe Tooney, right? Like he, he's like the yeah. gold standard, uh, and and you're going to pay a lot of gold for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one name that, million. yeah, which I don't think is where we're going. But again, there was a guy, Nick Easton, got released. I haven't seen that he's been picked up by anybody. And according uh, to Darren Wolfson, nobody's talked to him from the Vikings either. Solid, you know, fairly solid guy. He's not going to break the bank. Uh, he'd be a guy I'd consider bringing back if he was amenable and, and sticking him in at, at right guard or left guard. Um, I'm not even against getting Brett Jones back, the invisible man, and sticking him in at the other guard position. The other thing is that you could draft a guard early. It's like we've got two third-rounders and three fourth-rounders. Uh, don't have a second. Hopefully we rectify that uh, during on draft day. 
Yeah, but that's that's another option as well. Um, and then there's yeah, there's some guys out there in free agency who would be a little bit more expensive. Do we have the cap space for that? I don't. Forrest Lamp. I like. Is he related? Is he related to Dennis Lamp, Drew? <laughs> um, I like that one, Drew. We wanted him a few years ago. We both pumped him up. Uh, and he's coming off. He's not been graded that well so far in his career. We may be able to get him cheap, and I think he could actually do a good job at guard for us. Anthony brought up a good point, point just there about uh, Ali Udo, mm-hmm. who didn't pretty much didn't play last year, but he did play a little bit in his rookie year. It's been short, small glimpses, but here's a guy who'll be in his third year now with the Vikings. What does he have that? You know, maybe he's the guy that can take Rashad Hill's place if we can't get him back, and he can be the swing tackle that we can put in there and can hold down the fort. And maybe he shows that he has got starting potential at one of the tackle spots, which would be kind of nice to get, like, because I think he was like a seventh round pick or something right. like that. Um, that, but the other thing uh, that we were talking about is like the Orlando Brown wow, rumor. Yes, the, the well, trade, you right? talk rumor. It was confirmed this week by Darren Wolf's, Wolfson on Vikings Happy Hour that the Vikings have indeed talked to the Ravens about Orlando Brown. Now, they happen to be one of six reported teams to do such, and to make that happen, it would have to be a trade. Now, before we get into the trade talk, the whole idea of having... A he, Orlando's played right tackle most of his career. He was drafted at the same time Brian O'Neill was, except for last year he played 842 snaps, which is two-thirds of the season or better, at left tackle. So he knows how to play left tackle. He is absolutely telling the Ravens he is not going to play unless he plays left tackle. Well, the Ravens have a very, very good left tackle already that's coming off the injury that should get his job back. So he's ripe for trading. If the Vikings bring Orlando Brown to the team, then you will have your bookends at Orlando Brown on the left, Brian O'Neill on the right. You have Cleveland there, right? And then you go out for your free agent for the left guard, and you have improved that line sufficiently to the fact that it would now be all on Kirk Cousins because he should have the pass protection he has always wanted and desired. Now, (laughs) the cost of Orlando is where this is going to get tricky because most likely it's going to cost a trade, and the question is how much. I'm hearing swaps of firsts and then lower rounds for the Vikings to go over. That isn't too bad, in my opinion. I could deal with that. Or there's a certain linebacker that's refusing to renegotiate his salary that might be included in that, and that may make that a little easier. What do you think? How legit do you think the uh, like a bar trade would be? First, you, you got like Baltimore has to want him, which they might because right. they run a three-four and they, they could use him more to more to rush. Uh, the other thing is, I'm not sure what their cap situation is. Uh, <laughs> Drew says that Odu needs eight more years of development. <laughs> I think it's I think it's ten, Drew. But uh, you know who's counting at, at this point in time? Uh, so yeah, I don't know what Baltimore's cap space is. Although 
they always their front office always is runs better than ours so they probably got oh, yes. shit ton of, shit ton of it um but, and but, Baltimore tends to fleece the Minnesota Vikings so there's a warning there yeah it, it, i do you know the, the thing about brown is uh, uh, you know we're just talking about losing riley reef and let's not cry too much for riley uh, he he did make uh, over what was it uh, i was looking at it he, he made uh, about 43 million during his time with the vikings so, so uh, he, he made, yeah he made a, yeah he made a no 43 million just with the vikings oh riley reef did yes yeah yeah, yeah. but oh, so he's... he made he, he made out all right but um yeah, I, I like uh, Brown's twenty-five years old, so he's 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 a young guy. Yeah, uh, he would actually right. be the youngest of the linemen on the team. Younger than Cleveland? Yeah, by like two months. Really? Yeah. It, and, and and can you imagine Brown, Cleveland, O'Neal, uh, Bradbury, all being twenty-five-ish? Right? How many more years? we can have in place, especially you do the extensions and get them in place, you could have the line set for the next five or ten years. Well, you got to pay all those guys, though, right? Well, though yeah, that's, and that's, that's, that's the cost. thing. Yes. That, that's just like like the in 2016, like the Cowboys had like the offensive line to end offensive lines. But right out of that now, basically all they've got is, is Smith and, and uh, Zach Martin. And the, the other three that they had are gone. One guy retired and all that sort of stuff. And they, uh, But, yeah, yeah I, but that's kind of down the road. Right. The, 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 but Brown right now, is, his cap hit is, would be like $3.6 which is very, very reasonable. Of course, right. he's going to not – if he's going to want to – get traded somewhere he's also going to be like okay are you going to be extending me and giving me that well, big left tackle money uh, like when i get here trade, you're going to want the extension because you're not just yeah. going to want to trade use that draft capital and rent him for a year you're going to want to lock him up for longer so now, uh, so so we don't want to do like we did with in Inj- jockway that's that's not how we run things <sighs> but baltimore I, has a little over 20 million in cap yeah about so, twice as much as we do Little. So we do. We're the 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 pros are Brown is young. He's uh, ascending as a player, and right now he's cheap. Although he won't be cheap for very long. The the cons are that uh, yeah we got to trade for him, so we have to give up something for him, and we don't know how much that is. The other con is is like we're again we're one of six teams that are going to be bidding, so the Vikings will have to outbid these other teams, meaning we're going to have to give up more than maybe we would like to get him. Uh, but if you do get Brown, that's like, like, say you had to like swap ones and then you're, we've got again, two threes and, and four, four fours, a couple of fives, a couple of sixes and one seven. So there's a lot of, and some of those got like, look at our fourth rounders last year. Don't know what Lynch is going to do. Troy Dye looked pretty, not very good. Wanham was okay. Those were our three number fours. Like you don't know if any of those guys are ever going to amount to anything, right? So if you're giving up one of your fours and a and a three and a later, and you're swapping your first rounders for a pro bowl uh, tackle, for a pro bowl tackle, that's like, and we didn't have, we don't have a two. So really, like getting Brown, a bona fide NFL starter who's good, that's almost like getting a first rounder, second rounder. Right. That that you, you didn't have right, so I like it that way. I'm always like, but I'd I'd have to I'd have to see how much, mm-hmm. you know. I don't. We we've got so many. There's no position on the Vikings right now where you can say we're set. So we need draft picks. We need ways to cu- accumulate cheap talent. And if you're giving that away to get 
one guy and you don't even know if you're going to resign him, if you're only going to have him for one well, year. If you're going to trade him, you you better commit, in my opinion, as an organization to, yeah, we're going to trade and we're going to work on the extension. This is a, and agree ahead of times with the agents and stuff that these are the general numbers ish, and we'll just fine tune it once you get here, and sign and go. And I, if if it happens, it's a big if. I don't trust Rick Spielman as far as I can throw him. If it happens, though, I think it would probably be the best to make the Vikings competitive. With an open window into the future, we can play out Kirk Cousins' salary, and that's another possible trade. We don't know yet. His salary doesn't get guaranteed till next Friday. But we could play him out or trade him next year and pay off some of that guaranteed money to get him out of here. But we could do that and get a rookie co- uh, quarterback that we all wish we would have that has the chance and he would have that line in front of him to maximize his success and the opportunity for the Minnesota Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. I did. Are we? Does getting Brown and paying him like big dinero? How does that impact re-signing a guy like? O'Neal, who again is playing right tackle and wouldn't command as much as a left tackle, but is still going to command a lot of a lot of money. money. 12, 14 million a year. Um, yeah. Doing it now makes sense because the salary cap is supposed to shoot up. I'm seeing around 225 next year and even higher the years after because we have the new TV deal coming down the pike which ESPN slash ABC already paid 32%, I think it was, more than they did the last time. And they're asking, they started at 100% more um, and dropped it down to 32% more. Uh, Fox, CBS, and uh, NBC will also start, probably be around in that range. So they will get more for that. Plus, now gambling, legalized gambling, which is becoming legal everywhere, those funds are now going to hit the league. And we should see by the end of the decade, suspect that each team is valued at around $10 billion or more. The salary cap will go up in that same percentage mark and should skyrocket. So if we lock both O'Neill and say we get Brown, to long-term extensions, those by the time the the money and the caps go up will be affordable, and we should go with that. Plus, add in that rookie quarterback we all want, right? Be it Trey Lance, be it whomever. That makes things more affordable. They can finish the rebuild on the defense. Offense will be good because we have our Weapons, we could use a wide receiver three, but we have, for the most part, our weapons. And that opens up that Super Bowl contention window for a good amount of time. And we need that because we don't have it right now. Right now, we're just building on a hope and a prayer that we get to the playoffs and get hot. And we all know that is rarely, if ever, works. 
hasn't worked for us in yet 50, 50 odd years. Sixty, I think we're in our sixtieth season. Oh yeah, well, don't add the years to it, Dave. Jeez, make you depress me even more. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's, I, it's that, one of those things. It's one of those things where, the, the, yeah, I mean, Brown would be a big upgrade to to the line just with his age. He's got the chance to get be better. Uh, he will. You, you you will be paying him, but we we're going to be paying. We were paying Reef a lot too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in his thirties. Uh, do I uh, again? If the deal is reasonable, that's good with me. Uh, the only issue I, I think is that again stupid. with 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 yeah, like if if you if we're one of six teams that are want him, and we don't know how badly those other other five teams want Brown, but that you know. Baltimore is just going to be like, okay, you know what, you know, up the ante, what, make make me a deal I can't refuse, and then of course, uh, Rick gives up, uh, does it like a Herschel Walker type deal. That that won't happen. But uh, you know, getting Brown is fine, but I I do yeah I do worry about what the cost of that is going to be. Jerome, the whole idea about talking about the playoffs is that we want to win the Super Bowl. I know you are as old as I am, if not a few years older. We'd love to win one before we die. Please. <laughs> More happy talk here. Yeah. Now, we knew Kyle Rudolph was going to be a goner. He's gone. Uh, my bet is he ends up with New England, but we'll see. Um, good for him. Yep. There is... Uh, Anthony Harris is a free agent. He's probably going to walk because I doubt we're going to pay him what he's valued at. Um, if we get him cheaper, I'm cool with that. There is Anthony Barr. No, Drew, gambling's become legal in a lot of places. Um, if Anthony Barr, our next big splash, if we want to make any sort of big splash or significant signing in free agency, there's no real spot to get a lot of money by cutting somebody. We can cut Shamar Stefan, which I'm all for. Go ahead. We save $3 million. And and do it yesterday. And do it yesterday. I don't know Um, why he's still on on the fucking team. We can renegotiate Adam Thielen for a little bit. We can extend Harrison Smith, which I think will happen and Darren Wolfson confirmed that they're in talks to do just that, to lower cap hits this season, more money out of the out years, and they could even do the fake years that they drop off at the end, like seems so fashionable now. Um, there's a way to get a little bit more money. But if you want big chunk money, there's only one person on the team you could do that to, and that's Anthony Barr. Mm-hmm. And if you straight out cut him, You'll save, I think, 7.8, but you're paying 7.1 in dead money. And that, you know, and if you tried to sign like Wilson, who I think is a lesser quality linebacker, you're going to pay that anyway. So the trade for Barr, to me, if I was the Vikings, he'd be on my number one. Hey, you want Anthony Barr, pro bowler, does this, does that, blah, 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 can rush a passer, do this, you know, and I'd be talking him up, up and down the street. So somebody can trade him, and we get all that money back, and you get nearly $15 million available. Now you can go out and step out and make some splash signings if you wanted to, 
or make a bunch of good quality signings. Lamp, as Drew said earlier, and uh, <clears throat> there's some other guards out there that would be perfect. That the middle range that you can get, bang, we're instantly better. Put two good outside tackles. We've got our uh, two better guards and uh, helping Bradbury in the middle. You've improved that offense, and you haven't spent a boatload of money other than what Anthony Barr gave you. And to me, that makes sense. Does it make sense to you? It makes yeah, I, one thing about free agency is all for me is, and I don't know how you feel about it, Dave. Is uh, it's always exciting because you got these guys out in the market, and oh yeah, get him. everybody wants to get him, and you know, Rick, make the call, you know, get this guy, get that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like for free agency for me, I prefer if the Vikings target like one guy that they think is good in us a spot of, of, of weakness on the team, try to go get him, or maybe they identify two guys because you can't really be sure you're going to get the one guy, but a couple of guys are in one spot. They want to get one of them. And then maybe you get add two, one or two or three other guys, uh, like a Tom Johnson kind of signing at, to provide depth, but don't, doesn't break the bank. I don't like signing three or four or five big money guys because uh, a, yeah, you're always going to overpay for them. Uh, you're not going to get good value for your money in the most part. And uh, the other thing is that there was another thing, and now I've lost lost my point. <laughs> but, but but it's just a free agency is all about overpaying for guys. And we also have to remember, and this was my other point that I was, and I just came back to me, is that for the most part, the guys that are on the market, teams have deemed that those guys, they don't, want to keep them uh they don't feel it's necessary to keep them for one reason or another yeah, if they really wanted it, if they really wanted production it could be whatever yeah but if they really wanted to keep them they felt they were critical to keep them they'd find a way to keep most of these guys most of these guys it's not to say they're not some of them aren't good players they're not that they wouldn't be able to help you but there is a reason that they, most of them are on the market uh their other teams didn't feel it was worthwhile keeping them around so you're overpaying for guys that other teams don't want. Maybe they can help you uh, a, a bit, but usually they won't help you to the amount that you're paying them. That's why I feel like identify that one guy or uh, identify one guy or two guys, go try to get that one to fill a big hole and then sprinkle with some supplementary signings. That's kind of what Stephen mm -hmm. Weatherly signing is, you know. Oh, yes. I yeah, he, he's – He's not a starter, but he can help you. He can help you for depth, and then you don't have to play Eddie Yarbrough at defensive end, uh, or uh, Jordan Brailford and guys. You you got somebody who's uh, has proven to be a little bit better. But um, you know, I did. I think I'm losing track of what your original question was, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, which maybe you better remind me because I think I've gone off track, I think track I too. But I want to answer Drew. Drew, I don't think the Vikings are going to flat-out dump Barr. I don't think they're going to cut him and take that big of a dead loss. I think they'll keep him instead. But I think they would be able and open to trades, which gets them the entire salary back. And I think there's a difference. It's like Kyle Rudolph. Everybody knew the Vikings were going to get rid of Kyle Rudolph. So 
the Vikings, Spielman could have called up some teams, go, hey, you want to trade for him? You want to trade for him? And I agree with you. Teams were like, why should we? You're going to cut him in two days, right? And they cut him in two days. And that happens across the board. I don't think Anthony Barr falls into that we're guaranteed to cut him in two days mode. I think he's, we'd like to get rid of him uh, from a Vikings point of view, but we will keep him and we will utilize him if we don't. So if you want him, you're going to have to fast up in a trade. I think that's where he's got trade value, whereas uh, uh, Kyle Rudolph had none. And I think that's the difference on the Anthony Barr specifically. Uh-oh. Like a lot of us say, I've always liked Barr, and I felt that he kind of he does things that maybe we don't notice that don't show up in stats. But having said that, when you're making 15 million, you should be uh, getting a few more splash plays, more tackle, more tackle for losses, more tip passes, more interceptions, more sacks, uh, uh, more tackles, like more impact plays than you see from from Anthony Barr on a on a week to week basis. Uh, so he's not a 15 million guy a million a year guy for me. And uh, if we were to get rid of him this year, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not going to shed a tear. Uh, one thing I will say though, is that if we get rid of Burr and we resign Eric Wilson for like nine or 10 million, I'm going to fucking freak uh, because uh, I, I like Wilson just fine. I thought he was, you know, great that we identified him and all of that, but, uh, and he made some, some, you know, splash plays last year that you didn't see Bear make, but there's a lot of things he doesn't do well when you right. saw him play at an extended level run. last year yeah, against the run. And uh, that was a big weakness for us. So if uh, I'm fine with letting Wilson go too, and, and, you know, maybe Quan Alexander is going to be on the market. Apparently maybe you could get him for, you know, something, mm-hmm. or you're in position to, to trade uh, or to draft somebody like a Micah Parsons, in the draft who could be a real impact maker. Uh, those are kind of some of the things it's a lot of it's up in the air, but um, if you're going to keep bar, uh, hopefully it's not at 15 million a year. Uh, and if you could, could trade him and it gets you freeze up cap space and gets your draft capital along with it, uh, or you get a Lander Brown back on, on it, that could work out for us. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of things happening this off season. One of the things, you know, it's it's kind of like last off season where you're kind of wondering: Are the Vikings an ascending team, or are they treading water, or, or a descending team? Right? And a lot of the stuff that we're seeing right now with the lack of cap space, just the things you're seeing, you know, the past couple of years, uh, very worrying for me. You know, where we're having to approach vets every off season to we're having to cut vets and then eating dead cap money. We're having to ask vets multiple times to restructure uh, uh, because your cap is such a mess. You got players wanting out of Minnesota. They don't want to be here that have been here a while that you drafted, that you signed to extensions like a digs, like maybe uh, like Mac Alexander, like J Ron curse, like maybe Daniil Hunter. Uh, And then, Different You're, sources on either of those, depending. Yes, I agree. Did you got some? You got players, veterans, not willing to restructure. Uh, like, look what I just saw on the on the ticker like today. Like Preston Smith, no hell. He <laughs> he took like an eight million dollar pay cut to stay with the with that team from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. 
So he wants to be there and no dummy. He's like, I'm playing on a team with Aaron Rodgers. We just went to the NFC championship game. Why would I want to leave here and go somewhere else? Right. If they're going to cut me. So the there's no, Viking players right now don't seem to be willing to do that. And then like, it just feels like this team needs a bit of a reset. Like you get the computer, shut the computer off, restart it, add all the apps to it and start anew. Like yeah, we're just fresh. We're just or kind of, we're kind of drive and start over again. Yeah, and we're right now. We're not doing that now. We I may feel differently after free agency and the draft last year. We I felt similar, but then our draft, everybody was praising it, and I felt kind of really good about what had happened. Preston Smith is terrible. That is true, very true. But he's a lot less terrible at eight million than he would have been at sixteen. Yeah. Uh, the point being, players want to stay there right now, and they don't seem to want to stay in Minnesota. I just I don't know. It's, uh, I just, it's, I'm not optimistic about where we're headed right now. And I wish I was. Drew asked what they'd get for bar. I'm hearing the teams are offering a third and the Vikings want a second rounder. Now, mm. I think it comes into play as if the Ravens want him. Then it gets, then it gets interesting. We don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I do. It's hard to say what what and, the uh, market is for for Burr after not playing last year and right. and his they salary being what it is. I know some people will go. He was drafted in the first round. He should get a first runner. Well, getting a second and offloading that salary. That salary to me makes up for that round difference. And people need to at least consider that that offloading that salary, just like some of the quarterback trades that we thought were absolutely stupid. Part of that is to offload salary and you're paying via that draft position with that. So the other thing is you can't look at just because a guy got drafted in X round, you can't expect that you're going to get X, X the same compensation because maybe his play hasn't warranted that he's got that kind of a market. Right or now. his he's gone from a fourth round pick and he's worth a first. Because yeah. he's that good. Yes. If you take a look at, at Barr's age, I think he's like 29 now, isn't he? Or yeah, he's, I don't he's, think yeah. he's 30 yet. Yeah. yeah, he's not 30, but he's not 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's set to make 15 million. And, and yeah, and um, if you look at his stats, hey. Yes, uh, they will free up the, his whole salary. His new team will assume that. I did wonder if we would have to assume some of that ourselves but uh but that was generally now it could be traded that some give all you know pay for some of it especially when it comes to bonus but usually the salary base salary they all assume so um now you asked are we ascending treading water or descending as a team and i would pose that depends on how this offseason goes. Do they make the free agent moves, the roster moves, the draft going into next year that they, if they go in and say the Vikings win 10 games, we're going to the playoffs, yay, one and done, hey, is that doing anything? No, that's about the same. All right. Yeah. King of the dipshit teams, as Tad and Drew would say. Um, but if they make moves that look good for the long run and we go in and 
win the division, and then get it to the championship game and possibly the Super Bowl. Obviously, we're ascending at that point. Um, but the question is, are they now? It's a big question mark. Does it look like they are? Not with what we've seen with this regime that's been here for so, so long. Uh, Spielman for forever in his drafts. Zimmer coming in, doing his thing at the time, which was fine. And then that sort of petering out. <clears throat> I say at minimum, we tread water. Now, whether we ascend, that depends what happens in the next couple months. Well, there's as far as the ascending goes, cutting Reef and uh, Rudolph and uh, signing Stephen Weatherly would say that you're treading water or maybe not even. Um, and, uh, and with the draft picks, um, if you look even at last year, although we had quite a few guys that, uh, that uh, rookies that played partly because they should have, and partly out of necessity, but it's, it's oftentimes this draft and the next draft are going to be keys to, like you say, I, I feel keys to the Viking, what's going to happen to the Vikings in the next five to seven years. Mm-hmm. And if those two, two draft classes produce a lot of very good players, then the Vikings uh, are probably their fortunes will be looking up. Uh, but, uh, for a guy like uh, Spielman and Zimmer, particularly Zimmer, um, the, the, by the time that we find out, get the by the time the call is made on on those two drafts, Zimmer will be long gone, uh, possibly. Well, it be, like, and it may be time for um, an offensive-minded guy that's willing to maximize with a modern offense how to do things, and I'm I'm cool with that. Hey, anything to win. I want a Super Bowl. Everybody that's a Vikings fan and been a Vikings fan more than just a little while, that's their goal. It's let's win the Super Bowl. Let's not be the Chicago Cubs and take 100 years to do it. Let's win a Super Bowl. I just don't feel anymore that, that this is the, the the leadership that is going to get us there, uh, particularly this year. And... Um, you know, I'd, I would have been fine with them starting over on the coaching and on the GM this offseason, but we most of us knew that wasn't going to happen because of all the other ups and downs, outla- and the circumstances, uh, the COVID, circumstances. And injuries, there was enough excuses. To, yeah, yeah, there was there was enough excuses to throw around that they could buy themselves another year. I just I just kind of feel like we're sort of in the same position that the Falcons were. You know, the Falcons. After 2016, getting to the Super Bowl and losing it by a hair, you know, they held on and they held on and they held on to Quinn and Dimitrov and kept on thinking, we, we've got the core. The core is still here that, that got us to the Super Bowl in 2016, and they're still saying that in 2019. And, of course, it didn't didn't happen. And I feel like the Vikings are repeating that what the Falcons mistake in a lot of ways. And, you know, 2021 is going to be where we're, we're like midway through the season and we're three and five or, you know, four and four, no hope in hell that we're going to win the Super Bowl, but we've still got the same old crew around. And then we have to make a decision that maybe we should have made 12 months ago. Uh, Hindsight 2020. I feel like I'm rambling, Dave, uh, today. Well, Not as focused as I usually am. Well, oh, we are. Where Raymond said, team needs new identity. We may be getting one. 
Uh, there was a tweet from, and I didn't save it, but there's a tweet from Doogie Wolfson talking about the possible Orlando Brown trade. Yeah. And people saying, well, he's not a scheme fit because he's been playing power. Uh, the Ravens play a more power game than they do uh, wide zone. That's true. He's young. He's athletic. He, I, I fully suspect he can move into um, the uh, the wide zone that we play. But supposedly Zimmer said when they asked about the scheme fit, he says it may not be. We may be changing. Or Doogie inferred that in that tweet because a bunch of people asked, wait a minute, are they changing the scheme or are they changing something else? And if it's a scheme going to a more power scheme, Brown may be the first step in that. Uh, it may be what the team needs, and it may be Zimmer seeing it. But I don't think Zimmer and Spielman talk to each other anymore, not like they used to. And I think that's where the conflict is, and it's going to all blow up in their faces, and we'll be looking at a new crew come 2022. But this year, they still have this year. Like you said, there was enough excuses last year. Let's see if they do it this year. And it's all going to be determined in the next couple months with free agency and the draft. Mostly in the draft. <laughs> unless, unless we make a big trade here. It'll be uh, the first week or two. It'll be like last year. It'll be disconnected. Mary says, yeah, I, yeah I, between Zimmer I, and Spielman. That's, yeah, that's what I, I said. I hope that's, I hope that is not what's happening, but it could very well be yeah, what's happening. It it'd be portends failure. Well, it's, yeah, it'd be pretty dumb even if they don't get along to be not communicating on what their needs are and how they're going to attack, like who, the, what players they want to get in free agency and who they want to go after and in the draft. I don't, you know, yeah, like if you did that, you might as well just tank the season completely because it's it's not going to go well. But yeah, I did. It'd be interesting about the scheme with the offensive line if they're planning on going from like zone to power because uh, haven't they been drafting and bringing in guys that fit a zone scheme yes, as opposed to a power scheme? So then you would alignment. then you'd have to like retool, rework again, and that could take two, three, four, Four-way five years again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a mix. I don't know. Maybe, who knows, this may be Spawn of Kubiak idea that he wants to include a little bit more power. There's always a mix um, to how much it's prevalent either way. And maybe there's more of a mix. So... Because Orlando is like, isn't, he like, isn't Orlando Jr. like 6'6 six, six and 370 or something? No, he's like, like, like he's six, ginormous. Eight, 342, something like that. He's he's huge. He's a big man. An absolute big man. So I'm cool with that. I I love give me the bigger the better lineman. I'm all for it. Makes me happy. Yes. But he'll probably end up like in Chicago or something. Probably and we'll be screwed. And then you know, and then Russell Wilson will be traded to Chicago and Oh man, don't Oh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to see that guy twice a season. We can't beat him once a year. I don't want to be losing to him twice a year. year. Yeah, well, it just speeds up the demise of Spielman and Zimmer that quicker. Um, yeah. With that, you got any last words? 
Well, I hope next week I'm a little bit more optimistic than I am this week. Maybe that, that, that's it. I just, just, just like, I think, yeah, the, the bear question mark is like the big one. Right? He's the one other than like, if they were to somehow restructure Kirky a little bit too, like, I don't, he's supposedly he, saying, no, he is not going to touch his contract. Listen, Pat Mahomes just restructured and freed up 17 mil for the chiefs this week. Hey, Tom Brady, the goat just restructured to make a team friendly contract. But the word out of the our quarterback's camp is, no, you're going to pay me every penny. Anyway. And as of next Friday, Wednesday is the official start of free agency. Uh, I think it's today, no, it's tomorrow that the official legal tampering period started. Illegal tampering has been going on for a while. Um, yeah. But then... Uh, and then the seventh or in the Friday, Cousins contract goes firm for twenty twenty two. So oh, fuck. Oh man. Anyways. I don't know. Anyway. Tell everybody that, goodbye. That, those, are, those are my last words. Skull A for Ruby. I don't even know if she was on watching this time. <laughs> everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And always Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Sorry everybody. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.